0: Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the Social Marketing Academy. I am your host, Christopher Tompkins. We have an awesome show today. I'm really excited because I'm always excited, but I am actually excited as usual. Um, I love talking about marketing. You know I'm a total nerd. So we are going to be talking to Brian Mert. Brian Mert is the bomb.com when it comes to uh, digital advertising, and he's one of my go-to guys to ask any kind of next level digital advertising questions when it comes to Facebook or what have you. So you posed some amazing questions for him through um, direct messages and emails through to me and tweets. So I really appreciate them. We're gonna pose those to Brian today, Um, but in just one minute, I'm gonna give you some more detail on Brian and bring him into our conversation. Uh, So on uh, the Social Marketing Academy, What my goal is here is to give you access to all of the members in my network. These are experts from lots of different fields, such as Brian, who's an expert in digital advertising. These are people that are going to give you pretty much a free consultation for an hour, which you usually have to pay quite a bit of money for. So free is good. And the information is going to be even better and more suitable for you because you're generating it. I ask anybody that's watching this or listening to this um, on the podcast version, if they want to pose any questions about a future topic they would like to um, hear on a future episode of the Social Marketing Academy, or a specific question about any marketing topic online or offline that you would like to explore. This show is built for you. I want to take businesses of multi-different levels, whether you're small or a large or what have you. This is information that you can utilize in real time to kind of bring your campaigns to the next level, look at marketing in a different way, and maybe understand concepts that are a little bit elusive to you. So if you would like to learn more about our show, I really urge you to go to um, my agency's website. I own a digital marketing agency called the Go Agency. We've been around for over 10 years um, offering campaigns to lots and lots of different companies all over the world. Um, But if you go to my website, gosalesandmarketing.com, you'll be able to um, get in touch with me, which is most important. So all of the social media links in the top right-hand corner, um, any of those will go to social media that are fed through to me eventually. So If you have any questions, direct message me on those. We have a chat on our website as well. You can ask questions there or go through our contact form. All of these places are ways for you to get involved with the show. Also, if you want to subscribe on our YouTube channel um, where you can watch this, uh, we are on Facebook as well. And also we're on podcasts wherever you listen to them, Stitcher, Apple, what have you. So that's enough there, but check out the website. Lots of great information there as well. But let's talk about um, digital advertising and Brian Merritt. So Brian is the uh, CEO of Advertisement. It is a, a mint advertise mint, which I love that name. Um, a Hollywood-based digital advertising agency that specializes in helping successful companies advertise on Facebook. So Advertisement has managed millions of dollars in digital ad spends in entertainment, fashion, finance and software industries. Brian's also the author of the best-selling The Complete Guide to Facebook Advertising and the innovative The Complete Guide to Digital Advertising Policies Infographic. He is a 15-year digital advertising executive and uh, is a member alongside myself of the Forbes Agency Council, where we are featured contributors, both of us. Prior to founding advertisement, Brian built and sold um, Gafobo.com, an online ticketing system that revolutionized the entertainment industry and is now utilized by Warner Brothers and Disney. This guy is no joke. He is serious. He knows exactly what he's talking about, and I think he's going to be able to bring a lot to the table and terms terms of you fully understanding how to utilize Facebook advertising for your own company, whether you have a small budget or a large budget, we'll dive into that probably at some point during our conversation. But here he is, Brian, welcome to the Social Marketing Academy.
1: Hey, it's good to be here. Hi, everybody.
0: So, Brian, uh, just I always say this kind of at the top of the show when we're introducing um, one of my friends. Uh, can, you, can you just kind of say a few words about yourself, so what, how the audience could get to know you a little bit better?
1: Oh, that's awesome. Thank you so much for having me here. Uh, yeah, my name's Brian. Uh, man, I've been doing digital marketing for about 20 years. Uh, I started with Google Ads, uh, running my own business. I used actually my cafeteria money while I was in college to try to run my own Google ad. So there would be days where I was like, yeah, I'm crushing it. And the next day I'd have no sales. And I'm like, I'm not gonna (laughs) eat for like a week. I gotta figure this out. And so, you know, I've always, I've always taken advertising, you know, very uh, seriously, like, you know, the dollars that go in there, you know, that's someone's, you know, that's the business, the lifeblood of a business. Um, I'm I'm the CEO of advertisement. We're agency based out of Los Angeles. Uh, We're known a lot for Facebook advertising, but we do a lot with with Google and TikTok and Amazon. Um, And it's just, it's such a fascinating time right now with all Mm. the changes that are happening in the digital world where you can be able to spend less and have your dollars go further to grow your business if you know what you're doing and you're you're usually using these platforms in the right way.
0: Yeah, uh, well said. And this is kind of, I want to dive right into the first question because um, there's a lot of questions that were asked. And I, I kind of chose five that were the most asked, but obviously I'm going to use this time to get some of my own questions <laughs> answered. So uh, let's let's jump in. Um, so, oh, oh my God. Okay, so this question um, wasn't asked about a million times. And I've heard it asked during um, when I'm onboarding clients. Yeah. Um, so how do I make more money with Facebook ads?
1: <laughs> so yeah, this is a super common question. Like people are like, we we want to be able to to get more out of it. How do we make it work for our business? Um, you know, Facebook advertising has evolved a lot over the last seven to eight years, um, and there's a lot. You know, their secret sauce has always been a lot of the consumer data that they have on the back end. So, you know, one of the first steps is implementing the pixel. Uh, if you haven't done that, you know, Facebook has a pixel. You want to make sure that that's implemented, and and what that does is it allows Facebook to run a massive amount of what they call AI or, you know, machine learning on the back end to be able to help determine, you know, instead of just showing ads to a thousand people, they actually have in order, who would we show the ad to first? Who would we show it to second? Who would we show it to third? And I think, you know, a lot of traditional advertising approaches it from the standpoint of let's create one good ad and then we're going to show it to everyone a million times and that's branding. You know, with Facebook, it's very different in how they built their platform because the number one thing that Facebook fears is that people will leave Facebook or Instagram and go somewhere else. You know, it happened with MySpace. They don't want it to happen again. So in their ad platform, you know, it's very possible for two competitors to to pay extremely different prices on their ads. Um, And what Facebook cares is that you are creating ads that are relevant and valuable and interesting to their audience if the ads are boring and dull and you know just annoying facebook wants to penalize those users and they want to reward yeah. the advertisers that are doing the best so you know when it comes to making money you know usually what we do is we do a lot with segmentation so there isn't necessarily just one perfect ad on facebook a lot of it is built around the different layers of where that person may be in their journey with your business, meaning there are people that don't know anything about your business. You would want to create an ad that would speak to that person, you know, a good introduction, uh, like walking down the street. What would you say to a person that you've never met before to get them to talk with you versus maybe someone that's known you for years um, to be able to have meaningful, valuable conversations? And so, you know, ultimately what we call it is the funnel. You know, the top of the funnel are these brand new people that you've never met before, don't know anything. And the bottom of the funnel would be the people that have just been to your website or have come to it frequently, um, that just came yesterday looking at products. So, you know, some of the ways that when it comes to making money, what you wanna make sure is you build from the bottom up. And that's, you know, we see this mistake made a lot of the time, people get into their campaign, they turn on Facebook ads, they say, quick, let's show ads to everyone and start going. And, you know, that's probably the quickest way to spend a lot of money and not see the results that you want. What you mm-hmm. want to do is build that bottom segment first. And, and actually the really, the bottom one is your customers. Right. And this is a big thing that, you know, we see a lot of people just completely ignore. Um, you know, once they get someone to give them money, they're like, ah, oh, my job is done. And I'm like, that is the most valuable to your business. You can get them to share testimonials, reviews, Feedback on new products when there's something new that's coming out, they're going to be the people that share it first with all their friends that you can be able to capitalize on. And I think a lot of times people just completely forget to show ads to them. Um, And then after that, you know, you want people that have been to your website recently. So these are things like dynamic product ads, make sure those are up and running or, you know, remarketing audiences towards a short period of time three days, five days, seven days. Um, And really focusing on if that person walked into your store or your website, or, you know, they're looking for a, a lead gen, or they were downloading your app, you know, if they walked in and walked out, something didn't connect. And that's what we try to do with our ads. Was it the price? Was the price too high? Was it the product? You know, do they not see the value in it? And we try to go back in that period of time and really invest heavily on they came all the way up close to the finish line and turned away. What was it that kept them from there? And there isn't a perfect ad. Um, that's another Absolutely. thing. That Absolutely. I would say a lot of people, you know, come to us and be like, well, we, what, what's the perfect ad that we need to get? And I'm like, there isn't a perfect ad. You need to have answers for a lot of the questions because you don't know if a person is only going to purchase based on price or they're going to purchase because someone else recommended it or because it's the best product. So you want to make sure that you have ads that kind of talk about those. And I think, you know, in marketing world, they call it the five P's of marketing, Uh, you know, product, uh, place, uh, placement, promotion, uh, and people. Um, And, you know, you want to have ads that talk about each one of those and how it relates to a consumer. Um, And a lot of times it's in that, that last little bit. Um, and, you know, one of the things we see a lot of times people just revert to, well, we just must have to give a discount. Like we must uh, just discount and give it. And, you know, that's one of the five piece that, yes. that there's four other ones that you can utilize that a person may purchase at full price because another credible person that they trust recommended it. Or, you know, that you can show this product is better than all the other products out there and they want the best. So, you know, it's not always about, you know, just giving money off. Um, You know, there's a lot of things that kind of go into that, but that's really, those are some of the the foundational things of what we see behind how people that are very successful and profitable in Facebook ads versus people that are like, I'm not making as much money as I want, or it's frustrating. Is that building those ads in that right series to where they make money and almost like a net. You know, you've got a really strong bottom of the net. So when you build that next layer, more fish are gonna get caught by the net below and, and you build upward from there. Um, and that's usually what we see that, that works very well in, in how people are are profitable with their ads.
0: And I think that um, that's very smart. And I think the two things that kind of like, I would like to highlight there is number one, the <clears throat> going back to the, the top of what you were talking about, which was the pixel installation. Um <clears throat> A lot of, I've I've had um, objections with clients that said, you know, I don't, I don't want tracking pixels from uh, third-party sites on my website. And I said, well, that's adorable that you feel that way. And I really think that's cute, but you know, do we want to, do we want to, the amount of information that you can gain from having that in there and the benefits outweigh the risks. And this goes for Google. I mean, I mean, uh, I mean, we could probably talk about all day about after having the the Google Pixel in there and then selling some things on your shop and then the retargeting ads that you can get off the back of that are like nuts. They're so good. And you can spend very little money and it's it's so useful. And LinkedIn has them and everyone has them. But uh, it's really important to kind of, if you're going to be jumping into a site to understand that you're going to have to install something into your website in order to get the best spend possible and reach the uh, right audience. It
1: is so true. And you know, there is a lot of people that are, you know, they come from the privacy standpoint on, Oh, we're tracking information or doing anything. You know, yeah. These are just tools that are available. Yeah. Um, you know, and one of the benefits of online advertising, meaning there was a time that, you know, I learned to type on a typewriter, um, but I would much rather do it on a computer, right. uh, than on a typewriter. Like that's crazy that I even say that. Um, but I mean, the truth is as the tools get better, generally you want to use them. And, and for a business, You know, it generally means that a dollar that you spend is going to make you more money because you're doing an advanced tool versus something that maybe isn't as advanced, you know, where it's just kind of broadcasting to everyone. Um, And and the flip side is actually the consumer as well. You know, I one of the things that I think is actually good is when I open Facebook or Instagram, I only see ads about things I care about. Uh, whereas, you know, sometimes when I turn on the TV, or I'm, I'm listening to radio, I hear very all true. the ads. And there's a lot of them that I have zero interest in at all, but I still hear them. And I think that's what's one of the elements that actually consumers are very used to now is this highly personalization of ads. Right. Uh, you know, if you don't believe me that this happens, you know, get your wife or your kids or, you know, anyone else that you know, a friend and be like, open your, uh, your newsfeed. And scroll through it. And none of the ads that you two see will be the same. Um, but I think a lot of times people forget that. And it does actually provide a better experience because people are seeing what they care about. And Facebook's built a system that allows that to happen on the back end, um, which ultimately benefits you, you know, you're showing you're paying to show your ad to people that most likely are very interested in what you do.
0: Yeah, and I think the other point that I was, I was, I kind of pulled out that I think is really good for people to understand, and this is a thing that a lot of, I, I've, I've seen over the years, um, when we're looking at onboarding a client and going through the initial kind of, um, this is what the next steps are and target audience and when we're digging deeper, that as soon as it comes to social media, everyone forgets the marketing 101 and they forget the importance of what their target are, what the target audience is, what the demographics what are, what's your cost per acquisition? If you don't know, how much do you net on every single one of your sales? Where are your sales converting at? And these are all really important things for you to understand when you're going to go into advertising. Because I've seen people that said, you know what, I'm not making any money on advertising. I'm just like, oh my God, you're sending people there? That's terrible, it's a broken right. landing page. It's a 404 error I've had people do before. Um, or it was just, or, or it was based off of like, oh, um, our audience needs a discount because all of our competitors are doing a discount. Well, mm-hmm. what about your audience? Why do they shop for you? Do they shop for you for the quality or the personal touch? Then don't discount, you don't need to, you know, give them more personal access or something. There's other ways of doing it. Like when were talking about the, the peas. and it's, it's, I think demographically speaking, um, that is where I find a lot of companies really need to think about and think about their audience and look at it. Um, because one, one thing too, is that I've noticed with, um, in the past when I was doing consulting for somebody, I was looking and they said, this is my target audience. And I looked at their Google analytics and I was looking through their demo and I was kind of like, okay, this is one. And then I was looking at their Facebook demo and their Instagram demo and I was like, that's completely different. Yeah. And then I looked at the target um, for, the, for the ads. And they were exactly like the demographic for the Facebook and the Instagram, and it's like, oh, okay, so the ads are informing what your target audience is, not the marketplace. Yeah. So you're saying that this is your target audience, and so you're not converting. It actually isn't. So it, it it's an interesting, it's an interesting uh, going through ads is always interesting. It's kind of like going into like someone's closet and looking around. It's kind of yeah, like- for oh. sure, yeah, yeah. It's like, there's a there's a treasure trove of information, but I think coming correct and understanding who your target audience is and um, also having a goal in mind, I think kind of helps. Mm-hmm. Like having, if you're going to be like, okay, well, I want to make more sales. Again, adorable. How many sales do you want to make for a thousand dollars spend for a certain period? What yeah. would make sense for you? What excites you? What's what's a goal? Having that in mind, not only helps the advertising team, but also helps you kind of mitigate your risk and understanding of the platform.
1: Yeah, no, I would say the number of times I've heard You know, someone come to me be like, "I'll spend unlimited dollars once it's profitable," and I'm like, "Oh, I love that!" Right? Like we all want that. Like everyone wants to do that. And I said, "You know, the step before that is we have to figure out what we want with the tools that we have and the products that you have, or the services, or what you're doing. Meaning, there is a cap, and that's something that I think a lot of people maybe don't understand about, you know, Facebook and Instagram. Is as you start to run them, there is this low hanging fruit that a lot of times you'll be able to pick up as. Facebook does its thing. And then as it keeps running, you know, you've got to do more of selling and, and uh, getting person to change their perception or their mind on why they need your product, as opposed to just, Ooh, that's new. And it's cool. I want it um, to where now, is it actually better than the competitors? Um, Are you, what I view is, you know, I guess I've been doing this for so long that a lot of times we approach Facebook advertising in, my job is to make a friend and to make those connections along the way. And when you think of your, you know, your best friend, you know, you didn't meet them and instantly become best friends on day one. We were like, Hey, right. Oh yeah, I met you. Let's, let's become best friends. It was, you know, all those little interactions that you had along the way that build up credibility that made you trust them that where you're like, I know they'll be there for me. I know they'll come through. They delivered on what they right. said they were going to do. They listened to me. You know, it's all those things that build up over time. And, you know, in the advertising world, a lot of what we do is very much mirrored around that, which is, I'm paying to get in front of your eyeballs, uh, you know, as you're scrolling through social media, and I may have seconds to get something in front of you, but I can, if I can plant that seed on, we're a better product, and other people recommend us, and You know, this is, uh, we've got a promotion coming up or, you know, there's a special deal that's going to be released or, you know, things like that, that I keep putting in front, um, you know, or what change perceptions and where people are like, okay, yeah, this is why, you know, Reebok is better than Nike or, you know, and all those things are happening on the back end. Um, And a lot of times what's crazy is a a lot of times your competitors aren't aware of it. um, And it's really you know, I, I think the big struggle that I see is a lot of times people come and they're like, just make it make money. Like, I just care about sales. Yeah. And I'm like, I feel like that would be like walking out and being like, just go get me a wife. Like if, if you were to say, <laughs> like, that's crazy, right? Like there's, there's a process that goes in there. Right. And in the ad world, a lot of times people just come to it and say, yep. just give me the sales. Why are the, cost is the customer sales not good today? I'm like, you forget everything that you've built up, meaning every dollar that you've spent there's value there. You've gotten someone's attention. You've paid for attention of theoretically the right people. Mm -hmm. And that is building people up on that, that scale of, I know about your business. I know what you do. And would I, even if I don't buy it, would I recommend it to someone else that said they had that problem be like, Oh, I've heard of this company. Um, and there's just, there's so many kind of valuable things that happen from that. Uh, it's just, it's fascinating. I think you know, social ads have a lot of value over traditional ads. You know, people can comment, people can give immediate feedback. You can run an ad and people can tear it apart. Yep. And like this is the worst ad ever and give you instant feedback on we love this or we hate it. Um, and to some extent, that's, that's also probably one of the secret sauces of Facebook is if you can get people talking or engaging with your ads if they're sharing your ads or leaving a comment underneath it um or liking and and you know giving uh, reactions to it that helps lower your cost so you know just simply putting up an image ad that's like buy my stuff you know 20 percent off versus a thoughtful meaningful conversation with the ceo that's like hey this is why i started a company Right. And I was, you know, having trouble with this and, and other people will be like, man, I've been in that same scenario. Like you forget that it's people on mm-hmm. the other end. A lot of times people forget that. And I'm like, you can either shout at them or you can talk with them uh, or you can listen to them and be like, give me your feedback. Um, and that's, that's something that's so powerful that just, it doesn't really exist with other advertising channels that, you know, you get the ability to take advantage of with social.
0: Yeah, and it's it, it like it, your your um other types of advertising example. Um, I've talked. I was talking to an associate of mine, and he was saying, "Can you take a look at this ad and see? Tell me what you think." And I was like, "Yeah, okay." Um, so I got I took a look at it, and it was. I said, "Who created this ad for you?" And he was like, "Oh, this is the one that we're using in the catalog. We're using in this magazine. We're using over here." And I said, "Well, this isn't a magazine. This is social media." So. How are you going to make this engaging for your audience? Oh, well, I just thought it's a placement. So we're just doing an advertising placement. And I said, well, if you do that, you're just going to turn people off because that's not how they're consuming information when they're in Facebook or when they're in LinkedIn, they're looking at it a different way. So you have to meet people where they are and the time where they're at. Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean, if I'm flipping through a magazine, of course, I'm looking at it completely differently. I'm I'm holding something that's tangible. There's a smell associated with it. There's a finish on the magazine. There's a different experience with it. Oh, hundred um, percent. And with social, it's completely different. So I think when um, I've, I've talked with large firms before with large advertising budgets and they say, well, we're just, I want you to copy exactly what we're doing in our magazine um, spread. And I said, well, does that mean you want me to, to kind of build a target audience around the readership of a title like that? Or do you, are, do you, do you just want me to copy the creative? Oh, no, just the creative, just the creative. what we, we just get it out there and like, well, there's two sides to this ad here, folks. There's what it looks like and then how it's communicating that messaging to the audience that I've created yeah. and associated with it. So you can go through and what will happen is the, because people can get very dangerous where they're looking through that. oh, I found where you can see everybody's ads in one place and you can search it. And I'm like, you're not seeing the whole thing. <laughs> Yeah. Well, this ad is this this. I know this company is making ten thousand dollars off of this ad. So, can we do the same sort of ad? I think my budget's about one hundred and fifty bucks for the month. (laughs) That's (laughs) not what's going to get the same result. (laughs) There's a lot of things that are at play. Um, Okay, so let's let's talk about okay, moving off of Facebook a little slightly, but kind of like Facebook versus Google grudge match, death match. Um, What do you what do you what do you feel is better and more beneficial for a company, Facebook or Google?
1: Ads? I see that's a great, it's a great question. This is another one that, you know, we get, um, you know, asked quite a bit. Sure. Um, you know, they're both different tools. So how I always describe them is, you know, it'd be like a hammer and a saw, right? Like okay. both, both are tools that you would use if you're building a house, but you use them for different things. You know, the value of Google, you know, to the, the short version is Google ads are generally a little bit more expensive. Cost per click, Facebook are a little bit lower. So a lot of times, people will automatically come and be like, "Oh, Google, Facebook ads are cheaper. You know, they're less expensive. Do that." Um, but what happens is you can get a lot of times a higher quality on Google ads. You're you're bidding based off keywords or what they call paid search. So people are typing in, you know, I'm looking for a vacation to the Bahamas or a hotel in the Bahamas, right? right? If you are a hotel in the Bahamas. That's exactly who you want to show your ad to. They're raising their hand saying, I'm looking for a hotel. Um, You want to be able to get your ads in front of them and make sure that you're there for those keywords. Now, the downside is everyone else that has a hotel in the Bahamas is also like, let's go there. And, you know, the price can go up, but they're theoretically the exact people that you want to go after. And my my rule of thumb is every business has keywords on Google that will be profitable, hands down that will bring them business, even if they're paying, and maybe it costs them more, I meaning it's a loss leader. You get a customer that stays at a hotel that maybe a year later will come back and come back again and come back again. And they've, you've gotten them into your world. So I still think Google ads, are. I love Google ads. I mean, they work fantastic. Um, on the other side is kind of Facebook, which uses a lot of kind of backend data. So what they're trying to do a lot of times is determine, we think this person is going to want to take a trip to the Bahamas at some point in time, based on they've been looking at a couple of websites about things to do in the Bahamas or have been looking at photos of the Bahamas, of beaches there. And so what they're doing is trying to guesstimate, we think this person is about to be in this category of wanting to know information, let's show our ads and see if it works. So, I mean, ultimately that's kind of what happens on both ends. Um, They both are efficient, they both work well, Um, a lot of times what we do is we actually build strategies between both of them. Mm -hmm. So, you know, with custom audiences, Mm -hmm. uh, you can create custom audiences based off UTM variables. So that means people that are clicking on your Google ads, which are very, very expensive. You can create a custom segment and be like, if they clicked for one of our Google ads, but you know, maybe they didn't purchase, we're going to create a campaign and we go after those people extremely heavily. Like we want to put money to make sure that we're reaching them every day because we know they're right in that period of time where they're about to make a decision on you know maybe where they're going to stay and we want to get in front of them with here's a tour here's what your room looks like here's the amenities you know like and and there can be multiple ads that are shown to that person in that period of time.
0: Now another thing, just to layer this on, is um, uh, something that we we've kind of been dealing with quite a bit. We we have a lot of product based companies that are. Um, that are focused on shopping. Now, and I know that um, obviously both of the platforms and I'm sure everyone that's watching, listening know that um, there are options for advertising shops and products for purchase on Google and Facebook slash Instagram. What do you feel is a more seamless transaction in terms of once you place the shopping ads on either Google or Facebook, what do you feel has the longer tail, so to speak, I guess?
1: Um, I mean, so I, I think both options are good. You know, with Google, you've got the, the Google shopping ads, which appear when people are searching for terms, they can see images, they can see the price, they click on it, go right to your website and be able to purchase, um, you know, on, on Facebook's end, they have what they call dynamic product ads. Um, and you can run those for people that have viewed a product and left. So where there's, it's like a reminder. You can also run those for new uh, broad audiences. So, you know, if I'm selling, you know, uh, a red pair of, you know, sneakers. Uh, If there's other people searching on the internet for red sneakers, Facebook will detect that and show my ad to those people being like, here's another product you may be interested in. So, you know, they have both, you know, Facebook and Instagram, you know, introduced uh, what they call, you know, Facebook or Instagram shops. Now where you have the ability to direct them into, you know, your, your e-commerce site, or you have the ability to integrate it and that person can complete the order right inside of Facebook or Instagram, where they see a product, they click a button, your name, your address, and your credit card are all on file. And you hit a button in one click, it's ordered and on its way to you. Um, You know, it it sounds promising. And I I know some advertisers that are using it that have said they've seen, you know, kind of good results. Um, It's still fairly new. But I feel like it's a big step in moving Facebook and Instagram a step closer to kind of Amazon where yes. all that information's on file and it's a one-click purchase um, and to kind of go from there. Um, my only downside with it is it doesn't really feel like Facebook and Instagram have put a ton of resources on it. Like e-commerce isn't their their main thing that they're doing and they have their right. hands in so many areas now that I've, I've always felt like if they really you know, dialed it in and put a lot of resources in that area, they could do extremely well And it always feels like it's kind of this uh, like a just a a secondary thought or, uh, you know, we'll get to that one later. We'll do a little bit just to see if we can push it forward. Um, But it has tremendous potential if all the things lined up and if consumers really adopt it and say, this is great. Yeah, I'll click a button and order it in the same way that I would on Amazon, uh, which has the ability to be really good down the road.
0: Yeah, and it's really refreshing to hear that actually because one of the things that anytime someone um, asks about integrating a shop into Facebook or Instagram, I immediately go, because it's not <laughs> simple.
1: Yeah, it's, oh yeah. It's, it's no. very,
0: very challenging. And, and just kind of like any, give a shout out to anybody that's trying to do this on their own, God bless you. Um, it's it's challenging even for people that know what they're doing yep. um, because you need to have all these secret access levels that you never knew that you needed or it's even It's 100% existed. true, yeah. And then that's kind of you know when i talk
1: about like on facebook's end it's it's like they're like we can connect it with this one path and like 80 percent of people will never be able to make it through that one path but we did it we can do a press release about it and that's kind of stuff where i'm like if you actually sat down with a, a team and looked at it like you'd be like it doesn't really work as good as you would want it to do um and it is it's frustrating we have a bunch of people that have had run into problems or with access levels and uh, it can turn into a, a pretty hefty project.
0: Yeah, it really can. And it's and, and this is something kind of like a buyer beware scenario. If you've had 14 different people working on your Facebook account, <laughs> chances are you're going to have misery That's when you're true. trying to create your shop. Very uh, true. I, I mean, if I had a dollar, if I had a penny for every time, actually, someone said, oh, I don't know who that is. <laughs> when I'm asking for it. Well, this person has your admin access on your business account. Yep. Oh, I don't know. Let me check. Does anybody know who this is? I don't know. who this. I don't know. <laughs> Can you just like just ask for the access? Right. <laughs> Can Sorry. Um, it, it happens quite often. So I think yeah. making sure that your Facebook is clean before you're able to set up your shop is usually a, a more straightforward way of moving. Yeah. Um, I've had clients that wanted like, okay, well, I have um uh we have a our shop is built on this platform. I know it integrates with Facebook go. And yeah. it's okay, that's wonderful. Um, and I, I know you want to do the shoppable tags and all that good stuff. Um, but there's this access level, your your account is not built for this, so we have to transfer it to that. It's like there's lots of movement. Yeah. And this is where I think Facebook's really screwing up because I feel that if they, like you said, put more resources in that arena, um, it, it just could be a little bit easier yeah. for us to access it. Um, and I
1: mean, their, their approach usually is just start making something and uh, let's roll it out and see if it works or not. And, and kind of go from there. So, I mean, I get that, you know, in the, in the tech world of, you know, move stuff forward and and build momentum. And before you go all in, um, you know, they just, they've tried a couple of times with the e-commerce world. So, you know, every time I get my hopes up and then it's kind of fizzled or gone away and then they try again and it's fizzled. And so, you know this is the latest version of it and i'm like man it in theory it could work great um but yeah some of the setups been kind of a headache and uh it's just a, it's a little tricky I, I feel like when it happens with that it just you know it's time in the day and you know if your time spent working on a a frustrating process that doesn't really integrate right you're quick to give up on it and if it's not there consumers aren't using it um so you know it, i think time will tell on how much facebook really puts into this Mm -hmm. Um, but I I think it has potential. And, and, you know, for people that are listening, you know, if you're a business and you're selling something, you know, the, the two types of ads that you want to get up and running immediately before anything else are Google shopping ads and, uh, dynamic product ads on Facebook. You know, those two are the ones that will bring you the absolute most profit, um, that are, you know, that Mm -hmm. there's a secret right there where when you run those, you'll be like, these are great. Uh, if you're running any sort of ads and not running those two, you should pause the other ones you know, get those ones up and running those two. Um, and you'll be happy because that's that'll start bringing you in revenue, uh, a high amount of revenue for every dollar spent, because they're just very efficient and effective at what they do and how they work. Mm-hmm. So you want to make sure you get those in and then expand on that as you keep trying to grow.
0: Now, here's another question. Um, as while we're talking about Facebook. Um, Why aren't Facebook ads working for my business? And this is interesting too, because this is a question I, I don't really get this as a question. Like, why aren't they working? Mm -hmm. I get, I'm not doing Facebook ads. They don't work.
1: Yeah. That's what I get.
0: So what what say you, Brian?
1: So like, yeah, a lot of times we hear, um, you know, Facebook ads just don't work for my business. Um, And when I hear that, you know, always makes me sad. And, And, you know, ultimately, I think it comes from a couple of places Um, because my stance is there is a part in Facebook where the ads will be very profitable for you. You just haven't found it yet, or you haven't utilized it yet. And the the beginning of it is, you know, Facebook, the ad system is complicated. Like it's big, it changes all the time. There's a lot of noise, a lot of people saying, Oh, I know this one secret hack. And this is the secret to all Facebook ads. I mean, man, then if I had a penny, for every time I've heard that over the last seven years, uh, I'd be doing all right. So, you know, there's always someone that's like, I know this one secret. And the truth is, you know, in our world, there is nothing that's, that's worked forever. Um, you know, the only things that really work forever, are we make sure you segment and get the right segments of audiences. And, and then two, build really good creatives that will go to those people that they'll find valuable. Um, that's really the, the two secret sauces of what we do. Um, with the clients that we work with. And we work with a lot of, you know, five and six figure, seven figure spenders, uh, you know, a month that are pumping a lot into Facebook. um, And it takes that to be able to get out the results they want. So, you know, when people say it doesn't work, you know, usually there's a couple of things in that line, right? So, you know, there's the product and the service, which just because I opened up a drop shipping site, you know, it doesn't mean everyone in the world is going to love my product and I'm going to become the next, you know, uh, Elon Musk for my drop shipping site. Right. Um, or because I created something that I think is cool. You know, the market, maybe everyone's like, I, 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 that, we don't want that or it's way too expensive versus what we would ever pay for that. Or our perceived value is very low. So, you know, I think that there's that product that's number one and that's ultimately everything we're doing is leading up to that. So, if the product is off, there's an issue, you know, a step back from there is a landing page or the website where you have the information about it, where people can get their questions answered. Can they chat with someone if they want to know more about it? Like all those things build up your conversion rates. Um, And then a step behind that is the ads. You know, what are we actually showing to people to, you know, create interest, a build desire, make them want it, you know, have some mystery behind it or a hook that says, you know, this can help your life be better. You know, for consumers, it's always, we call it with them, you know, what's in it for me. Uh, that that's, you know, whenever we build our ads, we always are trying to put that in there. You know, it's, we're not the hero of the story. The consumers are the hero of the story. And whatever we're selling to them is a tool that will make their life better. You know, that they'll be able to level up. They'll be able to go further. They'll be happier or healthier because of that product or service being in their life. And, and that's what we always try to remember when we're creating our ads is what is it that consumers want to know or are looking for to fill that, you know, desire that they have in, inside. So, you know, there's all those steps together. And so when people say their ads aren't working, usually what we do is we take a step back and say, let's look at this. Like, yeah. you know, we're, we're getting 5 to 10% click-through rates on our ads, and we have a 001 conversion rate on the website. Like <laughs> I can tell you where the problem's coming from, right? Yeah. Like, um, we need to look at that and, and figure out how to resolve that. Um, and you know, what's cool is the data is all there. So, I mean, there, there's enough tools now that are free that you can utilize to look at, you know, are we doing a good job of getting people to come? Are we going to job people to convert Are people wanting the product or service at the end? And then, are they buying it again because they found it valuable? Um, those are all the things that you know, we look at and uh, try to bring back into that equation on when people say why my ads don't work.
0: And I think, I think a really important thing to take from this, everyone that's listening and watching, is that the value in finding someone, or an agency to manage this for you, <laughs> because there is multiple steps in everything. There's nuances to everything. For example, uh, you were talking about the, um, the secret sauce and how everyone has their secret hacks. They work for like 10 days and then yep. they're obsolete. And Sorry. then you have to change everything back. And this happens on a regular basis. Here's the thing. You should be focused on your business. You should be focused on um, managing your marketing. If you're a marketing dir- a head of director or whatever the hell you are, Um, if you have all these different irons in the fire, the last thing you want to be doing is um, pumping the brakes and stopping completely to figure out how Facebook is going to work for your business. Yeah, Um, I think that, and also understand too, that when you're going to a company to manage your Facebook ads accounts, you're not going to the freaking madman firm that's going to pitch you how to perfectly sell your product in this image. Look at this visual. It's not that, it's that they understand how to use the analytical data and numbers to then suggest what is best for you. So this is, I would say more of a low risk venture than that Mad Men scenario because you're gonna be actually working off of, I mean, anytime that we, I do advertising, you do advertising, we're looking at all the analytics first because that's where the truth lies. And that's where the truth hurts too, by the way, but, the, uh, you know, you can find out a lot. And so what is going to be suggested is things that you may never even knew that you had access to in terms of information, yeah. the information that you can get from someone, you know, if Brian was to do an audit of your advertising, the information that he could just, he could give you would be very eye opening for your business. Even if you have, you yeah. think you have and a I really think- firm grasp
1: on what's going on. Yeah. And this is something where I've always been, you know, a big fan of agencies. And I think, you know, part of the reason why it's so critical is now there's so many tools in all the digital world, you know, whether it's SEO or web development or app development or this or this. this. like you want your business will be successful if you're working with people smarter than you. Um, Right. And there are people that are like in the whole world of stuff that I could work on. I work on this one thing and that's all I do continually which means you are most likely paid less because they know all the answers. They're going to get you to that end goal in that world a whole lot sooner than someone that's like, well, I know a ton about everything, but they have to go into that one area and try to figure it out and spend more time. And, you know, maybe they don't know some of the secrets. Like, you know, on our end, what's so awesome is that we get to work with, we've worked with thousands of different clients across all different verticals. And there's stuff that we see legal clients do that work amazing for, you know, events or these different overlaps where people have elements to their business that work very, very well that we can translate and transfer into other areas. One of the most common ones is, you know, on, um, on Facebook's end, they will always recommend never have a video be more than you know 30 seconds you'll know, keep it short people don't spend a lot of time yeah. um we had a company that was putting out these you know seven to five minute, seven minute ten minute videos where a person would be using their product and walking through everything now we didn't have as many views as the 30 second one but the conversion rate was huge mm. because people that cared about it would stop and watch. And at the end of that they're like i know what that product does, I, all my questions were answered. I'll, I'll buy it. I'll order it. Um, and we've been able to utilize that into other campaigns and create sometimes these longer videos that are counterculture to, you know, there's no, no one has time on Facebook. It's all quick and fast right. to be like, if someone does have time or how do we get that longer video to people that we know already care about mm-hmm. our product? So maybe not to everyone, but to that warmest audience. And we see tremendous results from that. Because people at the end of that are like, you took the time to explain everything about the product. Yeah, I'd, I'd pick that up. That's, that's worthwhile for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's awesome. So I mean, my thing is always, you know, work with the experts. Um, yeah. you know, they, there's agencies for almost probably anything you could want um, or utilize. And there is value in doing that because then it takes it off your plate and allows you to kind of, you know, run your business and focus on the high level where do I need to be expanding? Where do I need to be growing? What needs to happen next to really take me to that next level, as opposed to getting bogged down with, you know, a lot of these, um, you know, just real you know, nitty gritty details. And and a lot of our clients have been, you know, CEOs that were like, "Hey, I'm managing it on my own, and I just I I I'm t- it's taking too much of my time. Like I realize it's a beast to handle." And I just, I want to hand it off um, and have someone else do it.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think something else for people to understand as well, as the world changes and as we all become kind of closer through virtual connections, Yeah. Uh, agencies are learning that we need to collaborate with one another on campaigns rather than the world, maybe I, I'll say 10 years ago um, when it was like. I have the secret SEO firm I'm working yeah. with and I have the secret i have the secret web developer that I'm never going to put you in touch with because, yeah. because what am I going to do, talk to them? Uh, but now everyone's kind of understanding that they can be transparent with their hand. They can show that they're collaborating yeah. with different suppliers. And let me tell you, 95% of my clients work with multiple suppliers. Yeah, yeah. And I work with them. I, I know that they're, uh, for example, one of our clients is a gaming brand internationally renowned, whoop de doo really fantastic client. They um, are working with a PR firm. I contact the PR firm once a week to see what what placements they got, yeah. what, what, what publications they're going after. That informs our advertising, the content that we're creating, the editorial calendar, how we're promoting things. It, it just, it's seamless now. So I don't think that, I think that one thing I would always be aware of is one-stop shopping, um, unless yeah. the one-stop shopping works with partners that they're transparent about and will act as a project manager for you. I think that that's, and we've done that in the past too. We've been project manager with lots of different, Mm -hmm. and I love projects like that because everyone is a complete nerd in their own area. So everyone can kind of just like, it's like a knowledge swap that's so useful for the client. But I think using an agency is fantastic and don't be afraid to use more than one if you need multiple areas, just make sure that you let everybody know about one another. Uh, because before you know it,
1: um, they could be like, Oh, you need social media. I could
0: do social media for you. Yeah.
1: Totally. Man, yeah. You know, that's, it's funny you say that. Right. Um, because I think, you know, from business owners, a, a big shift has happened. Meaning, you know, five years ago, it was kind of like quick, hold everything in inside all that yep. business needs to be ours. And I think as uh, some of these tools have gotten so in depth and so advanced, um, and so much that goes into them and, and that, Not just tools, but I mean, in every sort of vertical in the digital world, whether it be, you know, social media or influencers or SEO or web hosting or, you know, mobile optimization, like so much different stuff in there. Um, I always love working with other agencies when someone's like, Hey, we've got these two other people that are handling this. It's like, cool. What can we share? Mm -hmm. And we'll do meetings together. I'm like, these are the ads that we're seeing working best. These are the segments. They go back. The PR teams do better. Like it's actually more fun when you're working with other experts. It's like really, you're on an right. all-star team and everyone knows they're, they're all experts at their position. And you're like, it's fun when you start to win um, and everything is working together. When, meaning if they're getting more PR, that means more people are coming to the website Um, means more pixels are getting fired. You can yep. show better ads. Like everything is scaling up together. Um, and yeah, the, the one thing that I would say is it's a lot more fun when you're winning than when you're trying to piece stuff together. And it's like, ah, uh, you know, and, and having multiple agencies, ha- I've seen it multiple times work really, really well for the client.
0: Yeah, it really does. And I think that another thing to kind of keep in mind, especially when you're dealing, cause I want to talk about, I want to talk about kind of like budgets and things. Um, but one thing I want to talk about is, you know, just a, just a hot tip for everybody out there. If you're hiring an agency, um, and maybe you have a marketing team, but you're going, maybe you would have to bring in someone that would be handling your advertising, and that would be their specialist thing. If you're hiring an agency, you don't have to pay them health care. You don't have to pay for their equipment. You don't have yeah. to pay for any of the workers' compensation. There's no annual bonuses, unless you're nice, yeah. and uh, et cetera, et cetera. So the cost saving is, is, is really truly across the board. Plus, you don't have to burden your team with that. Because yep. sometimes bringing another person onto your team, there's sociological issues. There could be uh, behavior. There, could, you have to reprimand them. You have to train them. This is plug and play. Yep. Um, obviously, there is a knowledge transfer that needs to happen, but just understand that because I think it's something that's very valuable. Because the the knowledge that you will get from an agency, advertising or otherwise, is going to be beyond, and you'll be able. They'll be able to give you kind of just insight as to maybe other elements of your marketing as well and how it can be executed.
1: Yeah. A hundred percent. I always like having, you know, even for our, our own business, you know, other perceptions, other point of views, uh, someone else to be like, Hey, can you do a once over on this? What do you see what's missing? Um, and I mean, a lot of times the agency, there's multiple people involved uh, in the working of your account. And, and you want that you want to have different perceptions, different people, sharing feedback different people helping creating ad copy it, it, it's not necessarily just one person. that's like oh, I'll always you know be the best in, in social we can track and and test a lot of different things um the other thing i always tell people is you know like what you're saying with the the business side of it which is great which you know the hiring uh the extra paperwork all of that uh if they accept credit cards you get the you get the f- points and the miles Uh, that you can use later on uh, for whatever you want. So, I mean, there's a lot of upsides there um, when you're able to do it. And generally, you know, they're up and running in a short period of time. Um, And, you know, agencies, you know, do business on the way agencies make money are by keeping your business um, to keep working with you to keep exceeding your goals. And I think that's something that businesses want. Mm -hmm. You want someone that's like, I want to earn your business every month. I want to keep going because that allows me to keep growing my business as opposed to just give me my paycheck. And, and uh, you know, if I can keep making it through, that's great. Um, So I've always, you know, I've always been very optimistic. I hire a bunch of agencies on my own.
0: So as well. Uh, Okay. So let's talk about, okay, let's get back to some platform stuff. Um, So Another question that we got from the audience was, should I be advertising on TikTok, Pinterest, or Snapchat?
1: Uh, So this is a great question. There's a bunch of, uh, I mean, new platforms that have, everyone's been kind of evolving, you know, after Facebook kind of did the proof of model that paid social works, uh, you know, Snapchat was right behind them. Mm. Uh, Of course, that was kind of followed with uh, TikTok. Um, So, I mean, let me kind of break it down. Some of the other platforms kind of one by one. Uh, TikTok's a newer platform. Um, tremendous growth on the organic side, uh, ads are all vertical. It's so it skews a lot younger, uh, but very much like Instagram, it's growing. There's now, you know, older people that are on there. Yep. Um, a lot of the content is, uh, sortable by hashtags. So, you know, you can go after some of the, the options that you want. When you target your ads, you have categories. Um, the cost on TikTok is still r- relatively inexpensive. Yeah. Um, you know, right before, um, you know, the end of the year, last year, they were doing, uh, like we'll match your ad spend. So if you spend $5,000, we'll give you $5,000 free, um, trying to get their, their revenue numbers up, uh, which was great. So, I mean, that's free money for advertisers. Um, we have noticed a couple bugs sometimes with the ads where, you know, we'll set some targeting and they'll show in a different country or, or things like that, that we have to go back and work for it. So, you know, just realize it's a newer platform and, you know, they're building, as people are using it. So, you know, the, the likelihood that something could break um, is high. Um, and, you know, again, it kind of really boils down to the ads. The ads, the best ads on TikTok don't look or feel like ads. Nope. Uh, they look and feel kind of like the organic content mm-hmm. that's on TikTok. And for anyone that's maybe listening that hasn't been on there, um, you know, just spend, a, spend 30 minutes kind of scrolling through stuff on TikTok and you'll get a style for how people do stuff. It's usually kind of this condensed fun, fun content. I'm going to dance while I point out the three tips on what you should do in real estate or, you know, how to buy stocks or, uh, you know, all sorts of beauty tips or things like that. Like it's, it's fun kind of uh, not taking yourself maybe too seriously or or Mm -hmm. trying to challenge other people. Um, But TikTok, I see tons of potential for, uh, meaning I'd say a year, or two years from now, much, much bigger than it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and do good. Uh, Pinterest works really well with kind of the, the female audience, uh, very visual heavy. So, you know, you've got videos, images that you can get on there. Uh, you can do it based off categories. Mm-hmm. Um, they do have a pixel and conversion tracking. Um, so you can start to do some conversions off of that. Uh, again, the, the ROI isn't necessarily as high as it yeah. is with Facebook or Instagram, but, um, it can still be close. Um, especially for things like fashion, beauty, fitness, um, kind of some of those categories that are very core in nature are very visual. Um, Snapchat is another one, uh, their ad platform's gotten a lot better, uh, in terms of trying to help be able to determine, you know, who are buyers and, and who's coming through there. They've got some great tools for creativity on, on creating fun ads that I always like to use different filters, uh, different, you know, effects, things like that, that, um, a lot of times can be utilized on other platforms. Um, and the last one that, man, I've really been excited about recently is Amazon. Um, and I think mm-hmm. this is kind of a little one that's hidden off in the corner that, you know, you generally don't hear a, a ton of people talking about, but if you sell a product and have your own e-commerce website, getting it onto the Amazon, um, you know, website through Seller Central, you know, you can only run Amazon ads for products that exist and are sold on Amazon Amazon but uh, man, it is tremendous. The amount of volume that these guys do and you know, with the ads, the ability to, to turn on the keywords exactly for what your ads do and to pick up a large amount of sales that are happening every day mm-hmm. by simply appearing number one or on that first page of those search terms is tremendous. And I, I'm continually amazed because I think ultimately people that are selling a product just want to sell products And to be able, you know, with Amazon, when you set up ads the right way, everything's keyword based. um, So very similar to Google, but man, there are some tremendous, you know, conversion rates. We've seen conversion rates go uh, as high as like 40% on some ads, uh, which is just incredible when you think about it um, that, you know, four out of 10 people are buying a product when you have the right things in place, you know, the right, right product, right price, uh, you know, maybe a coupon attached to it you know, things like that. And you're appearing number one on the page. People are clicking, adding it, buying it, and they're on their way. Um, and you're picking up those sales. So Amazon is one that I've, I've really been excited about for where I think it'll be five years from now. Right. I
0: No, I, I completely agree with you. Here's another, here's another Amazon thing that I've, I've heard before, okay? Um, and I, I know why, but I want you to explain it because I think a lot of people miss this. Um, I've heard people say, hey, um," I I say, okay, well, where would you like us to send the traffic for your ads? Where's your point of, you know, where's your conversion point that you want us to focus on? Oh, um, we're working on the shopping part of our website right now. So just send all of our traffic to Amazon. So um, we're doing Facebook ads that are sending traffic to Amazon. Why is that not a good idea?
1: So you can't can't track the conversions. Um, Yeah, so Amazon doesn't let you drop the pixel data on their own site. So it's kind of a, a, a little bit of a black hole. Uh, you know, you're sending people in and, and you don't necessarily know what they're doing or what's going on. Now, Amazon did come out with an attribution tool, uh, man, I'd say probably a couple months ago, um, okay. which now you can start to create your own links to say these are from Facebook and use that in your ads, which will track it now. So, you know, that was before that. And I mean, they, they haven't had that. They've had their ad platform for. I don't know, probably five, oh, yeah. five, seven years, 10 years, maybe. Um, and it's been very basic. This was a big tool that when it came out was like, finally, you know, I can now I can run ads on Pinterest or Snapchat and see who's ordering mm-hmm. when they get to, to Amazon. So it's a little bit more of the top of the funnel. Um, right. So yeah. on Amazon ads, a person is typing in, you know, I want a, a yo-yo. And if you sell a yo-yo or a yo-yo with a light up, you know, neon lights, If you sell a yo-yo with neon lights, that's exactly who you want to pay to get in front of and have your product appear right at the top. where they are like, cool, that's it. I'm on my way and I'm going. Um, Whereas, you know, with Facebook, you're going to people that may have watched a yo-yo video or that Facebook is guessing. These are people who we think are similar to it. So, you know, in that scenario, running Amazon ads is always going to be, I think, the most profitable, but there is value because Facebook's algorithm takes into account traffic and volume to products. So if you have a yo yo and a 100,000 people a day are visiting your Amazon product listing, and the next competitor has 500 people a day, you're gonna much more likely rank higher than Mm -hmm. that other product and Amazon wants to sell the products that people are going to buy, right people find interesting and that they're picking up and ordering. And so there's a lot that goes into that, but ultimately sending in traffic from Facebook can still be very valuable to your overall strategy.
0: Yeah, I think the uh, and and one addition thing I'll throw in there is make sure that your ad is very transparent as to where people are going and what you're yep. looking at because um it's very very similar to how websites are ranked. If you have a really high bounce rate, meaning you go to the website <laughs> and it's like, oh, "No, I'm out of here." Um Amazon yeah. also tracks that. So if you're getting, like you're sending tons and tons of traffic because your ad is just can't, I cannot stop touching it. Yeah. And you're getting all these click-throughs and you're going to the Amazon listing. You're like, ah, nah, well, Amazon's going to go, oh, wow, everyone's going to this page and no one's buying it. We're going to push it down in, yep. in, the, in, the, in the, um, the results page. So just be careful when you're creating the ads, um, but definitely getting that link that's trackable for um, Amazon is an absolute must. And I do agree if you do have a product and it's on Amazon, you should be advertising on Amazon. I think that that is a very, very powerful thing. And I know people feel like they're putting all of their eggs in one basket. Well, guess what? You have already because you're selling on Amazon. You've already drank the Kool-Aid, folks. So, you know, now... You know, what, what goes with Kool-Aid? <laughs> you know what I mean? Advertising. <laughs> so uh, it's, it's definitely something you don't want to forget about. And then you also mentioned TikTok and Snapchat, but I really do feel like TikTok is a massive opportunity for people. And it's I, 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 you, you said, you know, go on there for a few, like 30 minutes and just kind of like look through it. I think getting familiar with these platforms and getting more comfortable with them mm-hmm. is something that's very important for businesses. Uh, just from my own experience with TikTok, when it first came out, I was just like, okay, everyone's like, oh, this is going to be the next big thing. And I was like, oh, I've been around for a while. I've yeah, heard, that heard, X- heard
1: that a couple times. Yeah,
0: yeah exactly. Um, I was an early adopter of Google <laughs> Plus back in the old wild, wild right. west. Um, but, uh, but no, uh, it took a little bit of exposure to that for me to understand, ah, I know exactly how the campaigns would work on here. I know exactly how to curate the content. I know exactly how to create campaigns. And now we're offering campaigns. And I think that even from a person with a marketing background, it took me some exposure to that platform to understand it. Here's the thing, they're going to be, well, cause, um, and I mean, I I don't know, however everyone looks to China right now, um, they are obviously using TikTok as power users and so, a lot of the features that they have are going to be rolled out to the U.S. version. And one of them is this one-click tab shopping that goes directly, and it is the easiest shopping that I've seen. It is so good, and it's so exciting that uh, it's worth looking at. Looking at it, is it going to become more expensive? Yeah, advertising's become more expensive. Like this is for the people right now that oh, are yeah. early adopters, and these are the winners. Everyone that's in here right now is going to be a winner because, like you said, that matching. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. Uh, clients could do double as much. They put 10,000 to $20,000 worth of advertising. It's nuts. So yeah, um, yeah. plus you get a $500 for free. Um, of course, that's probably going to be panned out pretty quickly. I'm sure it's probably already done. But um, but yeah, there's lots of opportunities and platforms that you may not think are good platforms. And oh, it's only for kids. So was Facebook. And now look, it's only that's for right. grandmas. Exactly I mean, right. I, not necessarily, but you know what I'm saying. It does start, it starts broadening. It starts getting bigger and bigger.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, I think a lot of times people forget that there are, you know, ad platforms on a lot of stuff like, you know, Reddit, LinkedIn, um, you know, Pandora, uh, Spotify, like a lot of these other ones have ad platforms that you can be able to utilize. If you feel like there's a good kind of uh, set with, you know, your, your audience and who you're going after. So, I mean, I feel like most ad platforms, there's probably a segment somewhere in there that could work for your business. And maybe finding, maybe it's an introduction. You know, it's just, hey, find new people that may be interested in this, bring them out. And then we show them the more advanced ads somewhere else. But I think there's value in in every ad platform running on some level um, to be able to to bring something back to your business.
0: Yep, I completely agree. I, I mean, Brian, you've been so great on the episode, there's so many good answers, lots of food for thought, I've made notes. Nice. I've made notes. Uh, so um, so tell the people where they can learn more about um, you and Advertisement.
1: Nice, well, I mean, you guys can find me, uh, Brian Mert, M-E-E-R-T, on probably any social platform. Uh, I've, I've grabbed that name for a while. Uh, so you can look me up, follow me there. Uh, advertisement is my company, uh, advertisement.com uh, with a M-I-N-T, uh, not a M-E-N-T, a lot of people get that switched up. But yeah, uh, we've got a ton of information. We've got a great blog. We send out, uh, we have a lot of resources and infographics that we've created uh, on advertising that people are able to utilize for free. Um, and then I've got a book that's on Amazon called The Complete Guide to Facebook Advertising. Uh, I, I rewrite this book uh, every year. I've done it a couple of times. Sure you do. Uh, it's, <laughs> a, it's a doozy to do because it changes so much. But you know, I, I really tried to answer a lot of these Um, you know, commonly asked questions that I was getting from people on, how do I set it up? How do I make it make money for me right now? And what do I should I be doing? Um, And how do I understand the tools behind it? So that's on Amazon, if you want to check it out, it's a couple of bucks. And uh, it's a great resource to be able to have for you and your team if you're looking for that. But uh, other than that, if you have questions, you know, feel free to reach out uh, through the website. Uh, And I'm always interested in, in chatting up Facebook ads and talking to cool business owners that are like, the the struggles that we're having and and what can we do to to help you know get better results than we're getting now
0: excellent brian and also folks if you are watching this or or listening to this you can get um links to brian's uh website um and everything else in the description of this show how exciting click learn more about brian Um, uh, Folks, we have tons of new episodes coming up again. We come out every single Thursday evening. So, uh, you know, set your watches for whatever time I'm going to put it out. (laughs) I didn't tell you a time because I may change it. So uh, we have all of our um, past shows on YouTube. So please subscribe to our channel and also anywhere podcasts are downloaded. So hit subscribe, etc, etc. Also, Take a look at gosalesandmarketing.com on our website or all the social links as well as the pop-up chat and our contact form. I want questions. I want um, topics you want me to cover, um, future episodes, all of this stuff. It's like a free hour of cons- consulting with an expert. Like, why not? Why wouldn't you pose a question? It's time. And thank you for everyone that has posed questions in the past. We're going to be formulating them into upcoming shows. Hooray, hooray. So tune in for those. Again, Brian, thank you so much for being a guest. You've been great on the show today. And uh, folks, I can't stop and I won't stop, but I got to go. Till next time.